1: Have you had enough? (laughs) Are you tapping out, Corey? Are are you still going? Are you still ready to watch for three more weeks? Whatever this is, what a mess. What a disaster. What an absolutely chaotic state of affairs that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in. And a good Monday afternoon to you all. Today is December 18th, 2023. 3 p.m. Eastern. Chris Halleck, Corey Chrissom with you. In one week's time will be the official Christmas holiday. Mm, one week. Everybody ready? But one Mike Tomlin has made his call to his Rudolph. <laughs> it is happening.
0: Christmas Mason Eve,
1: Rudolph, Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Pending, Rudolph's taking off early. Pending tentatively the starting quarterback against the Bengals. After the Steelers went west to Indianapolis and did what they did.
0: Yeah, it was uh it was rough. Uh it was it was really, really rough. And it was actually so rough. I I I, I got halfway through the film today and was glad that I focused on my chalk talk, you know, the way that I did, which was kind of spread out over several games. Uh, not just looking at the Colts. I really only needed two or three plays from the Colts game to really explain what I wanted to talk about, which was just severe lack of details. If you haven't read it, it's on the, it's on DK right now. But yeah, this is a bad football team right now. And it, it's bad in terms of the fact that, and Mike Tomlin, honestly, summed it up pretty good pretty, in a way that I would probably sum it up too. Um, they look like uh, a team that's still trying to figure things out in August and September. That that's just what they look like. It's not necessarily a, a bad roster. Um, this just this is a team whose details are all over the place. Um, then you go and, and and that in and of itself compounds all of the other issues that you have: an outdated and and uninspired playbook. Um. Uh, shoddy play calling and and game planning when uh, when you already have that stuff you're already handcuffed that was the low ceiling that i've been talking about all season long and then when your details aren't good when you're route running by everybody on the roster except for deontay johnson is all over the place is lazy is um friday night ish I, i would even say not even saturday ish but friday night ish Um, when your pass protection issues can't be figured out in November and December, um, this is all minor, all these little details add up and it's all over the place. And that goes on the coaching staff. And that's why I'm, and that, and I'm glad that Mike Tomlin is saying, screw the staff. This is on me. And, and I mean, Ryan, Ryan says it like attitude reflects, reflects leadership, captain, like a nice line from remember the Titans there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's true. And it does start with Mike Tomlin. Like, why is this team? Why does this team still look like they're trying to figure things out in Latrobe? Because that's what it looks like. This is not, this is not a, uh, this is not an NFL caliber team out there right now because they, they still their details are all over the place. It's terrible. It's terrible football.
1: (sighs) You're putting that very mildly, aren't you? I'm not going to break any news here by saying this. I almost
0: dropped the cluster f in my story. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm
1: not going to break any news by saying this, but it's over. It's over. It's <sighs> over. They're they're at the point of no return. They're at. I Mason mean, you're Rudolph. going to
0: Mason Rudolph. Okay, look, look, look. look that's look. that's the that's the that's that's the point of desperation. This team's at. They're turning to Mason Rudolph. We know what Mason Rudolph is by now.
1: Yeah, as we've said. For the last two weeks now, we know what Mason Rudolph is. He's not second coming of Peyton Manning. Okay. He's not going to save this team. He's not going to guide this team to the playoffs. It is what it is at this point. Look, okay. Let's, let's, I'm not going to get cued over these details. Okay. You're down to Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Najee Harris is not interested in hitting the right hole or hitting the right hole with any kind of force or speed. Jalen Ward still somehow can't see the field. George Pickens isn't interested in, in blocking and doing the simplest stuff as far as route combinations or route running. The offensive line, the offensive line, couldn't put a block on a Lego stand. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. They're they're running T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith out there as much as they often can, which they should. But those two guys are ineffective because, like T.J. had two sacks, those guys are largely ineffective because the rest of the defense is a, is full of no names by this point. Okay, we'll talk about the Monte K.Z.'s suspension for the rest yeah. of the year. Mika Fitzpatrick now has a knee issue in, in addition to a broken hand and is not playing on Saturday. They're down to Pokemon cards, Amazon workers, practice squad guys, at inside linebacker. This defense is gutted. They're down to at safety, and, and without exaggerating or using hyperbole here, yeah. no Minka, no Keanu Neal, no Demonte KZ on Saturday. They are down to Miles Killebrew, Patrick Peterson, Eric Rowe, and, an, and an Elijah Riley returning off of IR, in yeah. addition to all of the deficiencies at inside linebacker. This is just where they're at. OK, yeah. And I know the defense has largely been because of injuries. Obviously, the KZ and all of that. And what is the comment here? Um, I, I put a star on it. Um, Chris G says Canada set this team so far back. No, what set this team so far back was continuing to keep Matt Canada employed, which yeah. is on Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney. That's yeah. what kept that's what set this team back. And again, you can talk about Ben Roethlisberger's retirement timeline and all of that. Frank says he's afraid Mason Rudolph legs an egg. Won't be able to trade everyone for the possible draft pick. Frank, all due respect to you, bud. You're thinking way, way, way above where you should be. You really are.
0: You're not Bring getting it down anything a little from bit. Rudolph. You're
1: not getting anything from Mason Rudolph. You're not getting anything never from Mitch Trubisky. You never know what you're going to get out of Kenny Pickett at this stage. At yeah. this stage, you're hoping Kenny Pickett is something. Because he can't stay on the field. He can't stay healthy. And the offensive system that he's in to begin with is awful. So, you got to hope the right coordinator comes in. You got to hope that right coordinator gets the best out of him. That's a whole conversation for the offseason. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. As of right now though, as of this moment, okay? It is Mason Rudolph under center on Saturday with the possibility this is this is temporary with the possibility that Kenny Pickett is available. Mike Tomlin left the door open for Kenny Damn. Pickett today that he could possibly play on Saturday. Now, I don't. We could sit here and debate until the cows come home on whether that matters or not. Short answer is no. It doesn't matter at this stage because they're still in a bad offensive system. The offensive line's uninterested in blocking. Najee's uninterested in running into the right hole. George Pickens doesn't want to block for Jalen Warren on a potential touchdown. The, the, the coaching staff doesn't want to put Warren on the field at, at appropriate times. So it's all a mess. It's all a disaster. There's no box you can check aside from TJ Watt right now where you can say, wow, this team is something. TJ Watt is the only positive bright spot. Maybe even Orlando Roberts are the only positive bright spots on this team that really can be spoken of right now on an individual basis. Oh, and by the way, Cam Hayward's in the concussion protocol as he showed symptoms after the game in the locker room. Yeah. Oh, so, that's where they're at. I mean, yeah. that's just where they're at.
0: Yeah, it's it, it it's it, it's like I said. Like problems are all over the place. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's 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 a it's a it, this is not like a, yeah, it's, it's everything. I mean, we, we, you know, the Steelers talk about popcorn and everything like this. Like it, it really is everywhere. Um,
1: yeah. It's, it, it's For popcorn is what it is. Yeah.
0: It's, it's terrible. It's terrible timing. And, 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 and there's really not much of a way out of this other than massive change. And that's what has to happen this off season. I know, I know we're still three games away. Um you know, from the, from the end of the season. But I I think for me, I want, like, I want to start focusing, like, like whenever I look at like what I write about with chalk talk and everything like that, I want to start focusing on that already. I want to start focusing on at the end of the season. you know, like what's going to come after the season's over because this team's not making the playoffs. No, I don't care what their, what their chances are. They're, they're not making the playoffs. Um, it's, it's, uh, and, and Bob, you know, I'm still seeing some comments on Casey. We're going to get to Casey. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get to Devontae uh, Casey and, the but, hit and everything. But yeah, just, it's, it's so bad. It's, it's, it's so bad. I, I, I want to focus on what, what, what should be coming. But the best way I can say it is that this offensive staff, um, there's nobody who, whose job should be safe right now on the offensive side of the ball in terms of the coaching staff. No, nobody's job should be safe. I'm not saying that you have to get rid of every single every single coach. But whenever I watch the film, there is very, very little that I see that makes me want to bring back anything from this offense. Like other than other than players, because I feel like if you get the right coaches in place, you can get more out of players that they have you can get more out of Najee Harris you can get more out of George Pickens you can get more out of Pat Fryermuth. Um you can get more out of a lot of guys and, and obviously Kenny Pickett being the main one you want to try to get something out of um, I feel like with the right coaching staff uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball with a good coordinator who has the autonomy to kind of do what he wants which Maybe Mike Tomlin's willing to go there. Like maybe if this is his first losing season, and even if it's not, if it's another nine and eight season with this, but still with this terrible collapse, maybe this is enough to be a wake up call and be like, listen, we got to start doing things differently. Oh yeah. Somebody, somebody's got to see it on the South side.
1: Chris, you are getting You're getting way ahead. Of, we're getting way ahead of ourselves by talking about off season changes and everything. That's all inevitable. Oh yeah. It's all inevitable. It's all fair game. It's all predictable at this stage. But we're going to we're going to be talking about those once January 8th rolls around when, oh, yeah. when the Steelers wrap up in Baltimore on the 7th. Mm-hmm. On the, the January 8th show is going to be exactly what we're talking about right now. Yeah. But what we can talk about right now is the present. OK, like the way that this season has unfolded, right? The Phantom 7 and 4 for me, losing four losing three in a row now. Pardon me. Now it's 7 and 7. Like the feel of this team. Like, yeah, 7 and 7 is 7 and 7. But nobody really cares about that. That's the thing. Mm. They can make the playoffs. Nobody cares. It's, it's, it's so unfathomable to me that this team is in the position that it's in. And I get it. Part of it is because of injuries and being gashed in the defense. That's one thing, but this is the residue of the choice in the off season and the previous off season of, of the direction of this offense made by Mike Tomlin. Mm. Right. And, and yes, that includes employing Matt Canada, Yes, that includes when Ben Roethlisberger retired. That's all of that included. And then it trickles down into you spend the first-round pick on Najee Harris. You spend an early pick on Pat Fryermuth, You spend a first-round pick on Kenny Pickett and an early-round pick on George Pickens. You tried. They tried to build this offense through the draft. They tried to put that recipe forward. But the problem is, and look, we will have a, a more direct solution to this, I feel, on Saturday, if Mason Rudolph starts. You talk about the offensive personnel needing change and nobody's safe, and I agree with you from this standpoint. They have not been able to evaluate talent at all. No. At all. That's been able to help them. Nothing, nothing has been able to help them this year. This offense has – has this team has won games in spite of the offense. This defense has won seven out of seven, six out of seven arguably. Yeah. The arguable one there is the Cincinnati game in Cincinnati that the offense actually went out and won for them.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was a good performance. They 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 yeah. they had a game plan. They attacked the Bengals where where they were weakest. They executed the players executed the plays for the most part. It was a good game plan. Uh but again, it, it was it you saw some wrinkles, you saw some differences. I wrote about those differences. Um, but it doesn't take long. And that just goes to show you it doesn't take long for NFL teams to catch on to what, what's different. No, because it's not something that's that vastly different. It's not a whole new playbook. It's not a whole new system. There are some new rank. Oh, okay. They're doing this differently. Oh, they they, they sequence plays this way. Cardinals figured it out immediately. And then the, and then the Patriots, Bill Belichick, you want to talk about a coach who knows how to, who knows <laughs> how to game plan for certain, for certain teams. Who owns Mike Tomlin. Let's just say it. Yep. Uh I mean, that, that was uh, I should have seen that coming. Like I, I really should have seen that coming. I, I should have predicted the, the the Patriots to win that game in hindsight. And that that's that's on me for 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 having this this blind faith that Mike Tomlin gets his team focused and, and turns around. Which you know, to be fair, most of the time he does. I mean, I mean, when we're playing percentages there. I'm usually playing the higher percentage of what typically happens. Mike Tomlin does typically do a good job of getting his team turnaround. but I when thought, you have problems that are this like systemic problems like this, it really doesn't matter. I thought the Steelers
1: should have won that game just by virtue of the Patriots being so terrible and having yeah. no personnel. They didn't have Ramondre Stevenson. They dressed four wide receivers. One of them was a hurt juju. The other was Matthew freaking Slater, who has been targeted for a pass since 2016. Like they should have won that game. Absolutely. They and they got the destroyed and they got destroyed. <laughs> they should have beat the Cardinals. They got destroyed. They should have beat Indianapolis. Arguably. No. arguably should have beat Indianapolis. Indianapolis had Gardner Minshew quarterback. Jonathan Taylor was out. Zach Moss got hurt. Michael Pittman, obviously what would happen with him. They were depleted. They were down and, and they found ways to walk on the Steelers for 30 unanswered points. And by the way, they had two drop touchdowns at least and two more missed field goals. So that yeah. could have been way worse than 30 to 13. It, it All right, let's, let's talk Demonte KZ now. Now, yeah. for those that missed it, uh, Demonte KZ has been suspended without pay for the rest of the season because of the hit on Michael Pittman in Saturday's game. You've probably seen the film by now. You've probably seen the hit. Um, It's a questionable hit to a certain extent, but I think part of the NFL citing of why KZ was suspended for the rest of the year is now this is a multi-time violation uh, with unnecessary roughness and and hits like this. Not necessarily that that hit was quote unquote dirty per se, although Of course, Mike Tomlin saying, I don't think he's a dirty uh, player. And then Shane Steichen of the Colts saying, well, that hit could have been either way. You know what I mean? So that's where the Steelers are at now. So now they're down Minka with a back injury. They're down KZ with the suspension. And Keanu Neal, nobody knows Keanu Neal's status. We've asked Mike Tomlin two weeks in a row. What's Keanu Neal's status? No update. So Elijah Riley, Eric Rowe. Uh, Patrick Peterson and Miles Killebrew are the options at safety right now for the Steelers. And and that's, again, a big part because of KZ being suspended for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. um, I'm just going to preface what I'm about to say by I am primarily an offensive-minded person in terms of sports. And this kind of transcends just about any sport. Uh, I'm an offensive-minded person in hockey. Uh, whenever I play hockey, I'm an offensive-minded person. Whenever I watch football, when I played football, even though I probably had more fun playing defense, because just because I like to hit people, I still am an offensive-minded person, and typically, I favor what goes on on offense over defense.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Thompson, too. Thank you, Mark. Yes, he, who's who's hurt? Who had Stinger? Yeah, he's issues. not gar- he's
0: not guaranteed just yet for Saturday. We have right. to see with the injury. How he participates in practice this week?
1: Right. Thank um,
0: you. That. All being said, what the NFL is doing to DeMonte Casey and really any other defensive player in these situations is absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, they're painting him to be this dirty player. Uh, it's just throwing gas on the fire for fans that think any kind of contact with the head is immediately a dirty play. Um, This is 100% a hospital ball by Gardner Minshew. 100%. Protect your receivers, man. Part of protecting receivers is not just about keeping defensive backs and safeties and linebackers from hitting receivers over the middle. It's also quarterbacks protecting their receivers when they throw to them over the middle. If you're going to throw to them over the middle or throw them throw them passes on over routes, you better be sure you get that on the money. Because even if you hit you hit that throw on the money, he's still going to get a big hit. But at least if you get that throw on the money and he takes a big hit, most of the time, especially with the with the with the rules they are now, most of the time that hit is going to come into the chest or midsection area. Most of the time, not again. Defensive backs aren't perfect, and you are going to have those those hits where guys headhunt every now and then. But the, again, you're playing percentages. Play percentages with the way hits are laid out nowadays. Defensive backs are more careful than they ever have been. Get your throws. It's not like he was under duress. He moved, he shifted a little bit to his left and he threw. He didn't have to throw off of his back foot or anything like that. He was able to drive and throw. He just threw him a bad football. And by doing that, instead of hitting him in stride, he had to dive for it. And when he dived, when he dove for it, DeMonte Casey didn't have enough time to alter his path and hit him yeah. in the head.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think it's I think it's a bad call. I it's think that's, terrible that's really call. rough on Casey. It's it's not the appropriate um decision. I don't think that's an appropriate decision to uh suspend him for the remainder of the season in that manner. I just don't think. And and I, I
0: hope that the, that the panel of arbiters that, that hear his appeal, which includes former linebacker, Derek Brooks, that they understand that they understand, you know, I think about the Mike Mitchell rant, whenever he talked about the time that he got fined for the hit on Tyler Eifert. I went back and watched it this morning, watch that play again this morning. It's the same situation. Tyler Eifert wide open over the middle. I mean, nobody around him, no pressure on Dalton. He just throws it too far. So Eifert then has to die for it. And Mike Mitchell ends up hitting him in the head because of it. Yeah. And Mike Mitchell is the one who got penalized and fined for it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous football. And, and if anybody needs, if you want to hear anybody's opinion on it, that you should trust Tom Brady, the yeah. goat, yeah. he's saying the same exact thing that I'm saying. Quarterbacks got to protect their receivers, man. They don't do it anymore. They expect the NFL to bail out to bail them out whenever they throw bad footballs over the middle. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's a, it's a, it's a terrible product right now. Uh,
1: Bob says, from the league that gave you flag football Pro Bowl, I can't wait to see the baking competition. In related news, I've been hooked on Great British Baking Show on Netflix. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What a fun watch that is. That's such a good, lighthearted watch if you're looking for something. Um, Hodge says, I think the four-game IR – uh stint for deals up against Seattle. Actually, no, it's already up. He's been out for five games. Yeah. Blank. Blake, and you miss it? He's been out since November 18th. He was placed on IR. So since then, have been five games. The Browns, oh. the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Patriots, and now the Colts. So he has been out for five games. Um and is eligible to turn off of IR, but there's been no word, no sight or sound about Keanu Neal yeah. uh, from the South side. Uh Terry says, not Terry Bradshaw, Terry Breedlove says Mitch and Tomlin off to the Browns. With all due respect, Terry, uh, if Art Rooney called the Browns about doing that, uh, that phone would be hung up faster than you can imagine. Uh, the Browns are immediately saying no to that.
0: Yeah, why would the Browns go away from something? I mean, Kevin Stefanski has a good thing going in Cleveland. Why, wow, they why have would, a great why, thing going there. Why would they? Why would they change that?
1: By the way, they're missing what eight starters on offense from the yeah, start of the season. They, I mean,
0: you talk about a team that's banged up.
1: Yeah, I they're mean, playing they're playing Joe Flacco off the couch, yep. and they're winning with them. Yep. Joe Flacco off the couch. By the way, I think I saw a stat it was from CBS Sports. They don't have it in front of me. Uh, Joe Flacco, two hundred fifty yards and two touchdowns in three games for the Browns. Yeah, Ste- no Steeler has done that since been retired. Yeah. So there you go.
0: I mean, Matt, Matt and a couple of other people are saying they might as well make it flag football. I mean, that, if that's how they're gonna, if that's how they're gonna officiate it, I mean, the only way that Demonte Casey can avoid hitting him in the head at that point is to completely let up and just let him catch it which is yeah. taking taking all it's taken away defense is what it's doing that's the only way to do it that that's the, that's the problem when it when it comes to when it comes to penalizing hits like this is that it's all it's always put on the defensive player and I, and some people who are who are breaking this down saying you know like it was a bad hit or is a dirty hit and stuff like that these are these are also a lot of people who will break this down while watching it in slow motion like man you 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 can't do that, man. Like you understand, like this happened in 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 less than a second. I mean, the the, the time it. I mean, shoot, your brain takes a hundred milliseconds just to process an image. I mean, just to process an image. Then your brain then has to outsource the job to your body to then be like, oh crap, he's diving instead of running in stride. I've got to change that. You don't have enough time. You just don't. It's impossible. When you watch something in slow motion and it takes three, four seconds to to, to develop, sure, you have enough time to, to, to change things. You don't when the guy has to dive at the last second and you're already starting your, your hitting motion. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm scrolling through comments here, and there's so many good ones. You guys yeah, are great to Start
0: penalizing quarterbacks for these poor throws. The NFL yeah. won't do that. The NFL won't do that. But if I'm Michael Pittman Jr., I'm pissed at Gardner Minshew. I'm not pissed at Casey. Yeah,
1: yeah. Throw Mike me a said- better ball. Don't put, me,
0: don't put me in danger like that.
1: Mike says, can we get a curling team? Uh, fun fact, they played ultimate Frisbee on the field at halftime. Uh, it was a Pittsburgh team versus an Indianapolis team. And the Pittsburgh team scored first. They went right down the field and scored. I'm pretty sure they won because the announcer, who was clearly Indianapolis-based, did not say the Indianapolis team won. So there's that. By the way, I did verify that stat. It's from NFL and CBS. Games with 250 pass yards and two-plus pass touchdowns. Joe Flacco in the last three weeks has three. Steelers overall since Big Ben retired. Zero, so there you so, go. That system for you. That's what uh, the system
0: does. Curling is my second favorite sport to watch during the Winter Olympics.
1: It is great to watch. Isn't I it?
0: love watching curling in the Winter Olympics. That it's is great so to watch. much. It's so great. Like like other than hockey, which hopefully NHL NHL players will be back. I, I'm I'm optimistic about that. I'll, I, with Gary Bettman. Ultimately, deciding that I, I I I'm until pens put to paper, I, I'm gonna have some pessimism. But if it happens, I will definitely be excited about that. But curling is always my second favorite second favorite thing to watch during the Winter Olympics. Still Love cold,
1: ass. What do you think is the biggest team as far as personnel? Put all of the, here's what you should do. Still cold. Make a list. Tape it to your nearest dartboard. Close your eyes and throw. That's where you start. I'm serious. That's where you start. You could make a list at this point. What's the biggest one? Address the quarterback in some way, shape, or form. You're going to either roll with Kenny Pickett into next year and you're going to find the requisite offensive coordinator that, that, that can get the best out of him. They're going to sign somebody, a Kirk Cousins or a Baker Mayfield. Oh, if Baker Mayfield was signed by the Steelers, that would be comedy in a way, in a good way. I mean, um, sign somebody or draft somebody. Jaden Daniels, Bo Nicks. Again, throw the dart. That's what you do.
0: Um I, I I've I have let I have let my mind start going to what, what needs to happen in the offseason. Um and so I'm very, very early in the stages of, of what I think this team should do. Obviously it, it's 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 beyond it's between two things. It's gotta be between two things. You either have to stick with Kenny for a third year. And think, okay, let's see what he does under a new offensive coordinator, a new coach, hopefully a new offensive coaching staff, but at least under a new offensive coordinator, let's see what he does. Or, and I'm honestly not opposed to this, especially if it's a guy, if it's if a, if a guy like Clint Kubiak is is hired as offensive coordinator, is going to free agency and just paying a lot of money to Kirk Cousins to be your bridge,
1: whoever it is.
0: Well, Whoever I say Clint, I say Clint Kubiak just because Kirk Cousins played under Clint Kubiak in Minnesota, so he yeah, understands he he knows the system. He 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 understands that, that, and and it would it would be an easier transition in terms of OC to quarterback relationship.
1: Here's a morbid thing to think: if the Steelers lose out and go seven and ten, what what draft pick would they have roundabout?
0: Middle ten of the pack. to twelve. Middle ah middle of the pack probably. Oh,
1: uh, they might have something above that. 13, uh, I mean, right 14, now
0: fourteen. so on, like let's that.
1: see. Let's see. Let's see. What's the draft order right now?
0: Uh, yeah, pull it up right now. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm curious. I would just, I would think seven to ten is not a, not a awful record. I, I would say like in the twelve to fourteen range.
1: Right now, according to Tankathon, at seven and seven, the Steelers have the sixteenth pick in the draft. If they lose out and go seven and ten,
0: I'm still. Saying I mean, they could
1: 14. be within that ten to, they could be within that ten to ten to twelve range uh, at max. So, let, with I that guess, said, this is a deep quarterback class. This is a really deep quarterback class. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep, get the list going. Michael Penix, yep. uh, McCarthy. Uh, that's five right off the top of my head. This is a really deep quarterback class. If they lose one, out,
0: yeah, go ahead, yeah.
1: If they lose out, or they're in that range mm-hmm. to get somebody, you can't rule anything out. And in fact, like here's the, but here's the catch: twenty-two of it. Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky. Can you trust this staff to evaluate quarterbacks? No. No. So yeah, it depends on when the coordinator's hired. If they hire the coordinator before the draft. The way. Right, if they hire I, the hire Right. You got to do it in January. I agree. If they hire yeah. the coordinator before the draft, which, which they should, mm-hmm. then will that coordinator step in and say, get me Bo Nix, get me Jay Daniels, get me Michael Penix, get me, get me McCarthy. That's not out of the realm of possibility. You can't rule anything mm. out when it comes nope. to these quarterbacks. Nope. So, look, I, again, we're looking way ahead into the mm-hmm. future because there's still three games to play. But quite frankly, when you're a bad football team and you're losing games the way you're losing them and there's no good feeling around them, bad yeah. football teams start talking draft in week 16. This mm-hmm. is what they do. So yep. that's why we are where we are. And, well, I, and, and that's why I say... good right now.
0: No, that and that's why I'm saying, like, like, okay, if you throw that that situation out there, let like that hypothetical situation if okay, if the Steelers hire Clint Kubiak as the coordinator, and then they sign Kirk Cousins in free agency, then go into the draft with the possibility of then drafting your quarterback of the future right there. Sign Kirk Cousins to a three-year deal and let this guy that you draft be what Aaron Rodgers was behind Brett Favre in Green Bay, or what Jordan Love was behind Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. They don't like, even have to that, do that. I'm just saying, let that guy play behind a guy who knows how to play in the end. I mean, I Kirk Cousins gets a bad rap, dude. He's a good quarterback.
1: Oh, I think he he's, is too.
0: Yeah, he's not. He's not a. He's not a game changer. He's not a guy who can throw the team he's not he doesn't have that clutch factor in terms of being like i can put the the team on my back at any moment and win you the football game but yeah. in terms of understanding how to how to you know break down coverages and how to execute concepts and everything like that he knows how to do it he's had success doing it in this league
1: matt says they can't tie cousins no cap space figure they out can, cap space they could figure it out but always that makes but matt makes a point here if they want to go that route they're gonna to have to clear some money out yep. somehow you would have to get under the cap and find a way to sign somebody. Here's what I'll he's what here's what I could argue. Here's what I would argue. Roll into next season, hire the next offensive coordinator. And then what I would do is get a cheaper backup, a cheaper veteran. You got Kenny Pickett, a cheaper veteran, and then draft the guy. And then whether that guy is a first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, that's where we go from. Because that draft pick and where that quarterback's taken will dictate Kenny Pickett's future. Yeah, And if that new offensive coordinator comes in and says, I want Michael Penix, I want Bo Nix, I want J.J. McCarthy, then you're going to think if they spend a first-round pick on a quarterback with a new coordinator, that's it for Kenny. That's curtains. Yeah. That's curtains. It it and is. at that point, he becomes a backup on a rookie contract, and it's cheap. So they have op- what I'm saying is, is they have options. I wouldn't mind yeah. that either. What I'm saying is they have options. We're a little ahead of ourselves in doing that. And, yes, yeah, Stephen brings up another point. Do they need a new defensive coordinator, too? That's in the air as well.
0: Uh, I think so. With the way Mike Tomlin well. spoke today, uh, I mean, he was openly critical about the, the lack of adjustments um, in in game. That seems to be a problem with the staff but on both sides of the ball. I, I do give the defense a bit more of a pass when it comes to lack of anything just because they are – decimated by injury but but yeah. other teams in this league are also decimated by injury and they're still figuring figuring out ways to to to.
1: the browns have joe flacco playing yep. quarterback and yep. they're winning they're three at zero with them
0: yep and so i i do think i i i also think like i i i'm completely fine with a complete overhaul here um like new defensive coordinator. I, I I like I like some of the coaches though on, on that side of the ball. I, I really do. I think Grady Brown's a good coach. Um I think um uh what the uh, linebackers coach they just hired from Aaron Seattle. Curry. Thank you Aaron Curry
1: he's a good coach too. yeah I agree I, I, I like, Dunbar, I like D- Aaron line.
0: Curry I like I like Dunbar. Uh they they got some guys over there that, that know how to coach players and know I've heard these guys speak to players and I've heard the feedback uh from, from these guys and i've I've had conversations with, with some of these coaches off the record um i i think there's more there i just think they need a, a better guy up top who knows how to coordinate it all i don't think tara Lawson's the answer there
1: yeah uh still cold ass does any oc want this job i argue this is a really desirable job to have
0: pittsburgh steelers man like, this is a
1: really it's a really desirable job to have and it's not just because it's the mystique of the steelers it's because there's actually stuff to work with, yes. believe it or not. You and, have and, talent on that on that roster. Right, and I, and I think that, and I, I know my point earlier, it's like they don't have the players to do it right now, but that's the players within this system. If they get yeah. a new coordinator in here, a new system, a new feel, a new way of doing things, maybe that reinvigorates some of this. And they spent all that early draft capital on skill positions and weapons. Find a way to maximize it. That's yeah. what the offensive coordinator's job is to do and it's clear that an evaluation of talent from the front office and Mike Tomlin combined with keeping Matt Canada employed would absolutely decimated any chance of this offense succeeding this year. So could that all change with a new coordinator? I think so, but it's got to take a lot of work by this point. It's got to take yeah. a lot of work. Uh, there's a few comments about Mason Cole, but I'll just bring this one up from Kia. Definitely need a new center. I mean, that's fair. Need a lot of new pieces on the offensive line. I think James Daniels, the pride of Ward, Ohio, my guy, had a PFF grade of zero pass blocking. Yeah, zero. The, the
0: entire offensive line had a bad game against this Colts front. The entire offensive line. Broderick Jones was not good either. Like no. the entire offensive line was bad on Saturday. I mean, yeah. in, in, in pass protection, they they were bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And again, like other other issues with, with details, you know, on the offense, just make that even worse when you don't have pass protection. Like I think about one of the ones where Trubisky was sacked on third and five. There were still three seconds between the snap and the time that he began to get wrapped up for a sack. Three seconds is enough time to get the ball out. Yeah, You know, if you have the right stuff out there for a quarterback. Oh, OK, my first read's is not there. Second read gone. OK, check down. No check down. J- Jalen Warren's still not out there. He's going out for the check down, but he's not out there yet. Why isn't he out there yet? Check downs need to be out there by three. If a check down is not available three seconds after the snap, something went wrong. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, something is seriously wrong unless you're in max protection, which the Steelers were not, they were not in max protection that there is a serious pr- that, that again, you go to details, but yes, overall offensive line was bad on Saturday overall from left to right. Dan Moore, Sayamalu, Cole, Daniels, Jones, they were all bad. It was all a five. bad game for all five guys.
1: It's, uh, wow, September football in December, as Mike Tomlin said. He couldn't have been more correct about that. And now here they are, 7-7, seven and seven, but the feel is absolutely gone. There's no – this isn't from within. It's just the complete vibe around this team is so down in the dumps right now. And that's us talking about it. That's you feeling it at home. I'm sure. This is, a, a, you know, this is kind of residue of a lot of other stuff that has gone on. And yeah, there's a long way to go. There's a long off season ahead, and we're three weeks away from it, as it appears right now. Um, it's really hard to sit here and say the Steelers have any kind of chance of recovering and making the postseason. It, it's damn near impossible to do that by this stage. And look, Mason Rudolph is likely going to start on Saturday. And I say likely because Mike Tomlin left that door cracked for Kenny Pickett, it's at least foggy. right now, it's foggy. I right. Mean, so we're I think save. if Kenny
0: plays, it's, it's a, it, it, it's not a high percentage right now. I'll put it that way. It's, yeah. it's not.
1: Yeah. So if it's Mason Rudolph on Saturday, look, i Mason Rudolph's going to talk tomorrow as, as the starting quarterback does on, on the Wednesdays, even though tomorrow's a Tuesday, everything's up ahead.
0: I would love to be a nuts chrome.
1: Um, I, I don't have to I don't have to wait until tomorrow to say pretty much what I feel like I want to write already, and that's oh,
0: yeah.
1: like much of what I talked about already. but this is if he plays well Saturday, is that the coaching staff at fault for not being able to judge, diagnose, and assess quarterbacks correctly? because now we can sit here and say Mason played well, should he have been the guy all along? If Mason doesn't play well Saturday, we could sit here and say the Steelers are 0 for 3 on quarterbacks. This whole coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing when it comes to the position. Therefore, wholesale changes need to come, which is already evident anyway. Huh. So that's what's that's what's at stake here on Saturday, one way or another. And in one way or another, if Mason plays well or not, mm-hmm. the coaching staff is going to be is going to be looked at, and I'm going to do it certainly, for the way they evaluate the position. Because this is what they're down to if the Browns could take Joe Flacco off the couch and win with them, if the Bengals could take Jake Browning and win with him, if Tommy Cutlets over in New York can make any, it can make that sad franchise feel good in any kind of way. Why can't Mitch or Mason do it? It's system. It's coaching. It's development. It's front office. It's all of that stuff from the top. Yeah. And this is where the Steelers are. All right. Short and weak. Short and weak. Game is Saturday. Tomorrow's the quarterback day. We'll hear from Mason Rudolph on the south side. Wednesday's coordinator day. That'll be a riot. Thursday (laughs) is the shortened to bridge day, as it usually is on a Friday. Friday will be the team day off. Saturday's game day. On Festivus of all days. I'm sure we're going to air a lot of grievances out after that, Chris. Do you have a quick final thought?
0: I'm so looking forward to seeing Rudolph lead the sleigh on christmas eve eve that's why our Um, show title is like this yeah um it's just uh it's amazing man like like it's just it's just funny that that we're at this point now um
1: oh it's sad we're at this point yeah no it's it's sad it's insane we're at this point is what it is
0: And, and see that's the thing is that when you have when you have the fan base clamoring for mason rudolph I think that just goes to show you how, just how bad things are right now because it's nothing against Mason Rudolph. It's just we, we know what you get with Mason Rudolph. We've seen him at his very best be average, at his very best be average. It's just he's he, There's nothing that's going to help put this team over the top with him at quarterback. There's just not. He could go out there and he could play the game of his life against the Bengals and it could be a Christmas miracle and it'd be great. Uh, and I hope he does. I mean, he, he's a nice guy and he's taking a lot of crap in stride. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> airing of grievances, as Mark says. it's just uh,
1: who's gonna have the feats of strength on Saturday? That's yeah. the big question. I, I might mean, write my story might just be festivus themed, like the whole thing. airing of grievances feats of strength what you need to do.
0: your gamer or whatever you write on Saturday <laughs> needs to be in poem form. You just need to write it and in, it in, in, in is very long. Twas the night before Christmas. So I'll I write just... a haiku.
1: No, 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 no. That deserves a haiku. Five seven five done. That's it.
0: That's what I. My final thought is 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 uh, going way above my pay grade and and giving an editorial demand of
1: being like Corey, you have to
0: write it twice the Night Before Christmas. Yeah, run that by gamer. DK. See how that
1: goes. <laughs> I'll pitch it to him. He, he'll look at me and roll his eyes, probably. But
0: shot down quicker than nope. than anything. <laughs>
1: um, I'll just write it in haiku. Five seven five. Steelers is two syllables, so. You know, Um, I'm essentially down to 375 in a way. I don't really have a final thought other than uh, it's the Christmas season. I I, I wish I could sit here and say positive things, but I can't. Like, I want to be happy. I want to be jolly and merry and bright. I want all of your days to be merry and bright, but. Not what jolly. this team is right now.
0: I'm John. Honestly, the only thing that's really made me upset was the suspension of Casey. Everything else is just it's, it's just football. I mean, it doesn't impact my life that much. Um it, the, I mean, the,
1: it does it to an extent for me as here, but Well, you
0: are there. I I I listen, like when you when you are on a beat and you are covering a team day to day and the product you're having to watch is god awful, yeah, it can it, it can uh that's why. I, that's why. Honestly, for everybody on staff that I feel most badly for, it's Alex because he's there every single day. You feel it. I mean, you a do. Terrible feel it. baseball team. You do feel it. Like you I'm not.
1: I, I love you too, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> I, look, I'm not a. I'm not a fan of the team. I didn't grow up a fan of the team. I'm not a fan of anything. Yeah. But like when you're around the players and you get to know some of these guys on a personal level to an extent, you 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 do associate and you do empathize and sympathize and, and you're on the highs with them when you're covering a winning team, you know, this Chris, when you're covering a winning team, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Case in point. When I covered Pitt in the NCAA tournament last year, that was a blast. We're in the NCAA freaking tournament. Okay. Yep. It was awesome. But, but when they're in the dumps like this, you do feel it and you can pick up and sense things yep. and you can, and you can like share that with them in, in a way. So we're on the ride together. We're doing as best as we can. The times are tough right now on the south side, but the train rolls on—the moving train, so to speak—rolls on. Rudolph with his nose so bright, will he guide the Steelers <laughs> Saturday night? Deacon to keep, Ramon
0: to keep that that sleigh above five hundred. <laughs>
1: Deacon Ramon will be on in twenty minutes. That should be a riot. Uh, oh. I'll go four oh five bell today. Um, Chris and I will be back tomorrow. Chris will be here at least at the start of the show. I'll be low quality you know, running to the computer for or three hot blocks, 10 after three, whatever it is. Um, and Pitt won two games in the NCAA tournament last year. You want to count the play in and then they beat Iowa state before Sean Miller. Absolutely. Game, man. Man. No, it counts. It counts. It's, it counts as an NCAA tournament win on the, on the official. Um, and then Sean Miller, you know, Pittsburgh's finest decided, Oh, my team's way better than this. And then Sule boom and Jack Nungee and, all those guys. Adam Kunkel just shot the lights out on him. But anyway, let's go. We're on to Tuesday. DK to Ramon in 20 minutes. He's Chris and I'm Corey. Remember to like the show, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. goes a long way. Uh, we're available here, of course, live on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify in audio form. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Kristen. This has been the Southside Beat. We are on to Tuesday. Cheers, everybody. Have a good day.